Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap, round three preview pod for the CJ Cup. And joining me to break it all down as he does every Friday, it's Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? I love the Friday episode, and I love the new locale today. Uh, A little hotel room. I I, I love it. I'm a huge fan, Rick. I love the new background. Nothing can stop me from doing the pod. I am on the road in a hotel room, but it's Friday night. We got to get a round two recap in, so I wouldn't miss it for the world, Greg. I just love the fact that we can be mobile and do it. We've all everybody has done it for. I mean, Kyle's doing it from a dock, right? He's jumping (laughs) off a swim platform into a lake and he's doing the pod it's great it's great you can do it technology is an amazing thing it is what else is an amazing thing is xander shawfley playing golf because he's done it again he's followed up his 66 with an even more impressive 64 eight under par around shadow creek which greg we haven't even had a chance to talk about shadow creek i want to get your thoughts on what you saw from xander shawfley but how cool is it that you have a world-class player like xander shawfley at 14 under par and a world-class player like matthew wolf at nine over like such a huge discrepancy between these two elite golfers on one course is phenomenal yeah it's a sign of a it's a sign of a really really good golf course right it's it's fair if you hit great shots you're rewarded um and if you if you're a little bit off you get penalized and that's exactly what we've seen it's what we see at a place like augusta national you may see winning scores at augusta that are similar to other pga tour events um in a certain year but the cut line is typically not what you normally see. And and the, the leaders and the guys that are trailing, it spreads out a little bit more because the margin for error, the reward for success is really slim. So it's great to see. And um, I, I mean, looking at this place, like you said before, Rick, on Tuesday, we talked about this. It doesn't look like the desert. It doesn't look right. like you're in Vegas. It looks like you're at Mir. The one that sticks out to me is Mirfield Village. The, the way the creek runs through there, I guess they, uh, what do they call that? Shadow Creek. <laughs> it, it just reminds me of Muirfield Village. I am I am in Las Vegas right now. It is the desert. It is it, it's like an alien just dropped this this course out there. Um, but let's talk about Xander Shoffley. I, I, I mean. It, he's doing everything right. I mean, he's, he's gaining two strokes on approach on Friday. And when you combine that with the two that he gained on the greens, I mean, he's just lapping the field. He's now four shots clear. I'm sorry, three shots clear of his next closest competitor. It's been through two rounds, Greg domination. You know, I wish um, on our, I wish on our, our fantasy pod and, um, and our preview, we were a little heavier on Xander. Now we always give him a positive sign. Yeah. But um, on on, Siri, on a new breed of golf, I went pretty heavy with Xander because after thinking about it for a, a couple of days, I was like, man, you know, this is the strategy here for me was go with a guy like Xander because he's so well-rounded. And when you go to a place that you don't know, you go to a golf course that seems like it's tough. You don't really know. You don't know if it's going to demand great iron play. You don't know if it's going to demand great tee shots. 
uh, or short game or putting. Well, Xander has no, he has no holes. We talk about how Justin Thomas has no holes all the time, yeah. but he really, he, he does. I mean, Justin Thomas does have a couple of areas. You could almost call a hole. The driver is something where he sprays well, it. J- JT's, a, JT's a losing putter. He's a, he's a negative putter. So if there right. is a hole, it's a very small one, but he's a negative putter. Xander is just solid everywhere. Xander is in now. JT is the best iron player in the game, right. so he has the he has that ceiling, which which is why he contends so much. Where Xander's a little more flatline, but his worst of the major strokes gain categories, his worst rank last year in 2020 was 37. He's inside the top 37 in everything, and so when it starts to click and he gets the putter going and he starts to feel it with with the iron play a little bit, this is what can happen. Um, and this is going to be a great test for him going forward because, Rick, we've talked about this on countless occasions. This is what we want to see Xander do for the next step. What does he do as right. a 36 hole leader? Can he get the job done? Um, and look, it's not going to be easy, but it's definitely something I'm watching for. It's here right in front of us. Yeah, he has not historically won from ahead. So we will see if three shots over two rounds is enough for guys playing as well as uh, he is. His closest chaser is Terrell Hatton, who, Greg, uh, first of all, the jet lag uh, did not affect Terrell Hatton in in any way. He just carried the momentum from his victory at the BMW champ, uh, P- BMW PGA championship let me make sure i get it right on the european tour all the way here to las vegas and he is 11 under par rounds of 65 and 68 but in true terrell hatton fashion let me read you his scores on the back nine this guy's an absolute maniac he goes par bogey birdie par birdie bogey bogey birdie birdie he's a he's a nut job it it, (laughs) he's so entertaining (laughs) to watch he's so entertaining and it costs him a lot. I mean, he hit some some loose iron shots down the stretch, but also some great ones. So he is leading the field through two rounds approaching the green. But today wasn't great. He lost a little bit approaching the green. And again, now, if you look at the leaderboard, the top three guys on the leaderboard, all guys we're going to talk about tonight, they are doing very well approaching the green. Uh, it's just something that we talked about leading into the event. It would be yep. very important. And, and Hatton is first. Um, but that being said today, he was 49th, but he was great off the tee. Um, and he had a really nice putting day as well, which was 11th. So he kind of has that same thing where all parts of his game are really strong. And I don't see an area where, oh, well, Hatton with the putter is really weak. That's really a question or, oh yeah, but his, his bunker play is, is no good. There's not really an area of question for him. It, the question is, do we take him serious enough? I know we, we think highly of him and we talk about him a lot, but we don't talk about him in a elite ball striker level or an elite player level. We talk about him as um, a character one, a guy who's entertaining, which he is, but do do we take him serious enough? What do you think, Rick? I, I I don't think we do. I, I, I mean, he is never really classified as uh, the top tier elite players, but he's one. I mean, if he if he were to find a way to win this, even if he doesn't win it, I mean, he's won three times in his last 13 starts. If he won this one and it was four out of 14, like that would be bonkers. Like we would be talking about uh, him in the same breath of John Roms and Rory McIlroy's and Dustin Johnson's. It's just a lot of his success happens on the Euro Tour, and I feel like it takes so much to break through for us to take him more seriously over here. I, I think we're different than that. We talk about him a lot, but he does not. Uh, have the gravitas like some of these other more established guys who have a lot more PGA tour uh, success, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it, it's interesting. I'd be interested to see how people react to a win like this because you yeah. have the Arnold Palmer Invitational victory, which is almost in a way it was so hard. It was, it, it almost didn't determine the best player in a way. You could make that argument anyway. I'm not saying that's true. He played great, but it was it was so hard. It was like a a disaster for everybody, and it was like a scratching and clawing to hang on. And he was the the last guy standing. So you don't get the sense that he dominated but in order for him to win this week he's gonna have to put on quite a performance over the weekend on a tough golf course in another great field and i think it would be a great point of validation for him so i'm i'm looking forward to see what he can do i think he is a great chaser for xander really putting xander shawfley to the test one of our big sleepers leading into the week was russell henley we liked him because he's such a good iron player he continues to show that off at shadow creek he's fifth in this field in strokes gained approach he's rolling the rock beautifully and this is the time of the week greg where we say okay it's friday night x y and z player are near the top of the leaderboard what type of staying power do they have so greg what type of staying power does russell henley have so with staying power, we talk about this all the time. Like the guys that are putting great um, are guys that it's a more potential that it doesn't go great again over the weekend. When you talk about a guy who's hitting the ball great, which he is off the tee, 17th off the tee through two rounds. He's fifth, as you said, approaching the green through two rounds. Um, he's second in putting. Many may look at that putting as a, as a, a downfall. But the strength is, again, it's still with the irons. He's positioning himself on these greens yeah. to make a lot of birdies. And when, you're, when your thumbprint as a player, when your strength is performing well, it's a good sign. So I, I think Russell Henley has real staying power here. It's why we picked him as a sleeper. Uh, it's why we were so high on him in, in DFS. And I, I think he's here to stay. Is he going to catch Xander? I, I don't think so. Um, but I, I do expect, uh, I think at this point, a, a, a top five looks really good for him. All right, well, let's see who can, if anyone, can catch Xander Shoffley looking towards the weekend. He is minus 120 to win, which, by the way, how cool is it to see the betting odds on the telecast, Greg? Now we got some live odds in there, baby. Let's go. Live odds. And it's not just on who's going to win, right? They got uh, 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 Rory getting up and down out of the bunker, right? They got, they got some cool stuff in there. So it's, um, it, it's exciting. Xander minus 120, meaning you'd have to lay $120 to win 100. So he is now at this point, the odds on favorite. It's him versus the field, the way that this price is being laid. Terrell Hatton at three and a half to one. He's your closest chaser uh, three shots back. Colin Morikawa, if you're interested in that, 10 to one. And Russell Henley is 14 to one. So uh, Greg, I, I mean, I think it's Xander's to lose, right? I, I would not bet Xander. I don't know if I feel comfortable betting any of these other guys. I mean, Hatton at three and a half to one, I guess is somewhat intriguing, but I'm not sure there's enough value there. No, um, you just wonder how much is in the tank for him. And um, Doug and I talked about it last night, and I'm a little cautious to say that because he's showing that he's just really good. But I just, I mean... How long is this going to last for for him? He, he just won overseas, coming all the way back here. There's been a lot of commotion and talk about him, which he clearly isn't paying attention to. Um, and he's in great form. But he mentioned, he, he told Doug Bell how tired he was. So yeah. I, I don't know. I have, I have some questions about that. Um, and the odds aren't great. I like the odds on Xander more than I like the odds on Terrell in a, uh, in, in a strange way. So um, I like that. But this is an interesting one because you have Xander at 14. So if you look down to like Matthew Fitzpatrick at seven under, he's seven back, but he's 
in a way, if you're going to take the long shot, you're going to you're you're betting on Xander falling back a little bit. Okay. So you're really four back at that point. Once you go, once you start going to some of these lower guys, you got to look more at the pack than the outlier. Xander's the outlier. So I think Justin Thomas is right there, yeah. and he would be the guy that I'm really looking at in tied eighth. Just shot six under today. But not only did he shoot six under, he really found something with his iron play. And he's the best iron player in the game. And there was a stretch there. And uh, forgive me, I, I was listening to this on the radio, and I don't know exactly what hole it was. But he started, there were, there were three or four iron shots right in a row where they all came down right at the flag. And, and he really started to find something. But he only, through those three shots, he only got one birdie out of it. And, and then all of a sudden, you turn on the TV later and he gets it all the way to six under. And it's very impressive. So he is now fourth approaching the green. Yeah. Um, and a, a loser putter, as, as you said, for the year, um, also for the week. So I think that's going to turn around and he would be my guy to make a move. He's 20 to one. He's fifth in the field in strokes gained from tee to green. As you mentioned, Greg, he is still a negative putter for the week, which is not uncharacteristic, but if he can go out and gain two strokes putting in a round on Saturday or Sunday, he puts himself in contention and we're going to see how it all breaks down. We're going to be back after round three, after round four to describe everything that we've seen that right there is Greg Duchon. You can find him on Twitter at the real GFD. You can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut. And we'll catch you next time.